You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. So this episode's brought to you by our friends at Great Lakes Gear Ya. Um, you've heard us talk about them before. They're our favorite fitness companies. They ship to Canada. They ship to the U.S. If you happen to live like us um, in Waterloo Region, in just outside of Toronto, you can go pick it up and not pay any shipping. But um, these guys have kettlebells barbells, squat racks, pull-up bars, gymnastics rings, maces, bumper plates, dumbbells, all of the stuff you need to get in fabulous shape uh, with your killer home gym. Because yes, gyms might be open again, but as you've heard us talk over and over again about different workouts, um, being able to work out on your time uh, get in a 15 minute workout without having to leave the house, that can be life changing. So even if you just pick yourself up a couple of kettlebells, so you can do some swings and snatches and presses, some goblet squats and Turkish get-ups, all of our favorite exercises. Uh, if you go to greatlikesgearia.com or us.greatlikesgearia.com, if you're our American friends, um, and at checkout, you use promo code LIVEWILD, you'll save 5%. And it helps because they give us a little a little bit. You don't pay any more. In fact, you save. And it helps. So uh, head over to greatlakesgearia.com and pick up any fitness equipment you need. Welcome back to Live Wild Radio, everyone. I'm Winston, here with my co-host, Catherine. And this is part two of our longevity episodes it's going to turn into a series because there's so much to talk about. In the last episode, um, we talked a lot about fitness, strength, uh, and how important that is to live a long, healthy life. Because um, it's one thing to live a long time, but if you're not mobile, you're not active, you know, you're, you're basically not in a position to enjoy having a long life, it's not that worth it either. So we want to have long life with high quality of life um and so today uh we sort of brushed on it a little bit uh in the last episode but we're going to get a little more in depth on why getting lighter and leaner will uh extend most people's lives um and then sort of branch off into a few other topics um and as we delve into this uh what we found is that uh this is going to end up being a bunch of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's something we're really passionate about and that we're living every day. And we have for the past couple of years, actually. Um, we've really started to reflect and act on it. Um, when it comes to weight loss in this particular episode, it's something that I'm, you know, it's pretty close to me. I've lost 60 pounds in five years. And when you look at who I was, I couldn't hold my weight walking down the stairs um, terrible knees to who I am today. It's like night and day. And I can see not only in how I feel, how I can perform, how I can do things with such agility that I haven't done since I was a kid or like ever, like my first pull up the other day. But it's also um, um, shown up in my blood tests, how much my inflammation has decreased. You know, um, I, I think Winston will probably pull out some of the markers because he seems to memorize them better than I do. <laughs> but there's an obvious, uh, for me, 
Um, what was concerning with my longevity uh, was probably around my joints and maybe one day going on disability, right? Yep. Because of having to do knee replacements and knee replacements only last for like 10 years. And I was told I'd probably have to do it when I was like 50. So not good. So, um, and of course, you know, often when you have a, a health issue, you kind of go in a downward spiral if you don't take care of it or you let it just take over you. Mm-hmm. And this sort of comes back to uh, just to quickly touch on sort of the exercise, why it's so important. Because if you do, the fitter and stronger you are, the quicker you recover from injuries mm, or surgery. That's true, right? Like, so when you do need your knee replacement somewhere down the road, yeah. Um, a, we're putting it off as far as possible with, you know, fitness and training and losing weight. Yeah. But you're also running into the thing where uh, by being fitter and stronger, when you do get it done, you will recover from it a lot quicker than somebody who was sedentary and out of shape when they got it done. Yeah, I broke my elbow last year and had um, started mountain biking two months later after breaking my elbow. And when I had it checked out by my physiotherapist and she gave me my exercises, um, I think within six months, something like that, I had complete full use of it. Yeah, full range of motion back. But even use of it from a strength perspective, yep. right? Um, There's no question about that. And my physiotherapist, actually it was after a couple, like four months. And I said, well, why do you think? She goes, you're in pretty good shape, Catherine. You know, yep. you had a lot of strength. You had a lot of things going for you. So that was just an example of yeah, because how that turned around so quickly, even when I was mountain biking, yeah. like after two months of breaking my elbow. Because there is something called muscle memory. Mm. When you've been in shape once, um, your your muscles, your cells actually remember it. Um, you know, not in the sense of, you know, <laughs> uh, having a memory in the brain sense. But, but once you've uh, been in shape, it's way easier to get back in shape. Right. And that's part of the reason why people who've been in really good shape recover quicker, because it's easier to get your fitness back than it is to build it the first time. Mm-hmm. So hmm. the younger you are when you build your fitness, because it's much easier to build fitness when you're young than it is when you're older. It's still um, possible. It's still possible. But I'm just saying the the best time to start is today. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, whatever age that happens to be, because it's never going to it's not going to get any easier tomorrow. <laughs> Um, so, uh, the, the earlier, um, you develop that fitness, a very high level of fitness, you know, whatever that is to you. Um, and then an injury happens, a surgery, something like that. Um, then the quicker you'll get it back afterwards. Right. Whereas if you were never been in shape, um, then you get like an injury or a surgery. You're starting from like blank. Right. And you're really starting below zero uh, to get back. Right. And that's why like a professional athlete might have to get a a knee surgery and then they're playing, you know, in the big game the following season. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they've been in such great shape. Right. um, Getting it back is is much easier than building it the first time. Right. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, to take it around, because all of these things are interrelated right lose weight it's easier to be more active right because mm-hmm. it's it's easier on your joints mm-hmm. um then you run into the thing where there's all the internal parts that benefit not just from losing weight 
um, but losing body fat. Um, because there's being overweight, and that could be either too much muscle or too much fat, okay. which is hard on your cardiovascular system, hmm. right? Because if you get somebody like a super big jacked bodybuilder, yeah. right? They're going to be overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like their heart grew as much as their muscles did, right? Um, so, you know, obviously they have the plus uh, that their bigger muscles were built by exercise. So obviously their cardiovascular system is going to have had more work than somebody who's the same weight, but it's fat rather than muscle. Um, so they have that benefit, but it's still more tissue that your heart's got to pump blood to, right? It's got to work harder. Um, uh, and then you'll run into the thing if you're over fat, Mm. right? Overweight, but also over fat. Um, you know, basically the way, the way your body stores body fat, um, is through insulin. Um, Before you go there, a quick question about over fat. Yes. What is the percentage of body fat that you want to target? Um, what is, and there's BMI, bo- body, body mass, mass index. index. Is that, in your opinion of all that you've read, is that accurate? Um, plus or minus for, for optimal health, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you uh, look at body mass index and body fat percentage together, right? Okay. Not individually, yeah, but together. Because some people have more muscle. Right. Um, than the average person. You know, but if you look at them together, um, then they end up, end up being a half decent, you know, not perfect for every human being because we're, okay. you know, there is variation. Um, but half decent indicator of um, health and longevity. Right. So uh, if somebody is in the um, healthy to the low end of overweight, Mm -hmm. the way the BMI scale works and in women um, have a body fat percentage, you know, around 20 percent. Yeah. And men around 15. um, Women tend to carry a little more body fat um, for reproductive reasons than men do. Right. Right. then if you're at that weight, at that body fat, then you'll tend to uh, have a uh, all things being equal, a higher or better health outcomes. Um, so what is the body fat target percentage wise? 20% for women okay. and 15% for men. Okay. Um, now, obviously, you like... Just to give you an idea, 15, you look pretty good. You pr- look Dunk. sort of pretty in shape f- yeah. um, for a guy. Um, 10%, you look like a super athlete. Right. Right. Um, Got it. And so it'd be the same thing. Like women, you look pretty in shape. 15% for women would be looking like a super athlete. Mm-hmm. Give or take, right? Like yeah. we're, not ta- we're not talking on stage bodybuilder numbers or anything like that. But for like real healthy athlete yeah. Um, type people. Because I'm just trying to remember. I wish I had my phone on me right now because through my Garmin uh, scale, it tracks that. Do you remember what mine is? Uh, about 30. 30. Okay. Like your body fat percentage is in the 30 range. Yeah. So I want to go down 10%. Yep. 
Well, really, 50%. I guess. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, and sort of sort of pull it circle to the insulin thing, right? Um, so if people aren't aware, uh, insulin's a hormone that your body puts out in response to the amount of blood sugar you have. Um, and it regulates your blood sugar. And uh, when blood sugar levels are above a certain point, then that insulin uh, acts to regulate it, and it's got to put it somewhere. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you've got two main places it can go. Um, and one, and this is the ideal one, is into your muscles mm-hmm. because they're depleted, right? And this is why exercise is important, mm-hmm. right? Because how you deplete them is with physical activity, lifting weights, going for a fairly hard bike ride. Mm-hmm. You know, you've used muscle glycogen out of the muscles. And so the muscle cells are saying, hey, I could, I could use a refill over here. Right. <laughs> right. But if you have, you know, high blood sugar, therefore, you know, an insulin response to that, uh, you are going to run into the thing where then you are, uh, but the muscles are full, then it stores it as excess body fat, mm-hmm. right? And this is one of the issues that um, people run into is, you know, they're, they're because people eat regularly, you know, and a lot of people snack. And I was talking to a guy at work today. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like dropped 20 pounds because he just sort of consciously, he didn't realize until he started tracking it how much sugar he was eating per day. Yeah. Right? It's like he'd have like a few coffees and a few teas a day. Yeah. Right? And then that was like six or eight spoonfuls of sugar. Mm-hmm. Just pure sugar. Um, then he'd eat like suck on Jolly Rancher candies. Right. Then he would this and then he would that. Yeah. And then, you know, bread in his sandwiches and all these different carbohydrates, but he wasn't doing anything to use it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's fuel. Like, when it comes to your body, if you just keep putting fuel in and you're not burning it, it's just storing. Right? If you, you know, grab a handful at your belly, mm-hmm. Think of that, like think about how many granola bars or energy bars or little energy goo gels mm-hmm. um, that is, right? You just happen to be carrying it with you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right? But this is the the um, thing you run into is you can't tap into fat as a fuel source mm-hmm. when your insulin levels are up, right? Because you can't store and burn at the same time. Right. Um, so... Hmm. You know, and what you run into is people end up gaining, you know, body fat over time because they're out of balance. Um, Because what you run into is they're getting insulin up regularly and insulin is the storing hormone. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're storing, you want to also then have cycles of burning. Right. Like on a daily basis, right? Yeah. Store and burn, store and And burn. And the burn could be, you know, obviously from your body just living, but, you know, and whether it's just doing moderate walking, you know, there's so it sounds like there's something very valuable in just walking a lot. 
You know? Oh, there is. Yeah. And in my case, like I'm targeting 10,000 steps a day. I think that's a good target for a lot of people, quite honestly, because that represents about a couple hours of walking in a day. Yeah. Yeah. It's just spread in, even if it's just spread out. Yeah. Like we, unless it's like, you know, doing a weighted walk like we do for, you know, where you're targeting heart rates and all that kind of thing for exercise. Yeah. Um, just getting a lot of random steps in like, you know, movement snacks we are meant to move, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's one of the problems of modern life is we have an overabundance of highly palatable food mm-hmm. and most of the highly palatable food uh, that's, you know, easy access mm-hmm. tends to be things that will trigger a lot of insulin response because there's a lot of carbohydrates in them. Right. Um, and then we have like work you know careers and then the need for convenience yeah but but we have careers that Mm -hmm. don't require movement yeah right like you you work with your brain yeah you know a lot of people if you work in an office you work in a you know whatever it happens to be you're not moving very much Mm -hmm. right and so you're you're sort of double whammying yourself Mm -hmm. um is you're putting in a bunch of fuel Mm-hmm. and then you're not burning it. Right. So if that's going to happen, you are just going to store it. And unless you're on anabolic steroids, <laughs> your body does not store um, excess calories as muscle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? It stores it as body fat. Yeah. Um, and and so know. that insulin response too is, is also what um, causes diabetes, right? Well... We always hear about insulin levels and diabetes. Yes. Yeah, so so there, essentially there's diabetes um, type 1 that your body does not produce insulin, like your pancreas. That's where you're just born with it. Yes. Um, and then there's type 2, which to me is almost a misnomer, right? Type 2 is a metabolic dysfunction, right? It was caused by lifestyle, Um you know, because what it is, it's uh, generally too much food, too much body fat, not enough exercise, mm. right? And th- that done over time, like a long period of time, ends up where your body just doesn't function properly. You end up with a condition um, called insulin resistance. Mm. Your body's producing insulin, but it doesn't use it properly, mm. Um so then it just keeps producing more and more. And insulin, um, if it's elevated all the time, um, is also inflammatory, mm. right? So then you end up with, you know, just sort of more systemic inflammation throughout the whole body. Right. Um, and so the fact is that most people, um, and this is just looking at all the medical literature, mm-hmm. most people with the type two diabetes, um, when they lose a bunch of body fat and they exercise regularly, yeah, they're off medication. That's like the um, the cure for a lot of things. That was the number two best things I could do for my knees, and I and I, I you were exercising and lost weight. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Like I can do a lot, and it's just it really is phenomenal. And so, uh, and obviously we'll talk about how, what are, you know, the two keys ways of weight loss. And that's obviously diet and exercise. I truthfully feel that 80% of it's diet. That's the easiest way. 
But, um, you know, and the, but there also is such the thing as well. Uh, you talked about muscle memory. Mm-hmm. There's also something to do with weight memory that your body kind of sets into a groove. I don't know. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah, it, it, it's something that they call set point theory. Yeah. That, that your body um, has a set point. Yeah. Um, and that set point can be changed. Right. But, uh, you know, and what you don't want is for it to sort of default to a higher weight, right? Like, if, if we all know that person that can eat whatever they want and they don't gain weight. Yeah. Right? Their body has a low set point. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact is, if they do that for a long enough period of time, you know, over the course of like years and decades, they are going to get fat too. Right. <laughs> right? Um, nobody gets a free lunch. Um, <laughs> Maybe for the first little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, and and so so the fact is, is that some people come into it um, more, we'll say, genetically gifted. Yeah. As far as staying at a lighter weight. Yeah. Um, but eventually calories in, calories out, right? Like if you are consuming more calories than you burn eventually you are going to accumulate excess body fat. Um, you know, like that's just math, right? Because yeah. um, one of the things you'll run into is those people that, uh, you know, quote unquote, can eat anything they want without gaining a lot of weight. Because mm-hmm. um, I've worked with a number of them who wanted to gain weight. Um, you know, who wanted to put on muscle mm-hmm. and get bigger and they just, you know... And one of the things you'll run into is those types of people actually tend to be fidgeters. Um, and when you actually analyze and like spend time with them mm-hmm. and analyze, they don't sit still, right? So part of the reason why they can, oh, they have a hard time gaining weight is that they actually burn a ton of calories because, you know, whether it's psychologically, yeah. you know, that they don't sit still. Yeah. Um, they're fidgety. Yeah. Um, and movement uses energy. You, you know, it, it's interesting how over the past few months, actually, um, since I made a conscious effort to walk a bit more, and I think it all started when I was taking care of the dogs, mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you. I just started to move more. Once you get in a bit of a habit, by force of habit, in that case, it was the dogs. Um, I actually feel like if I don't go for a walk, I don't feel good. Yeah. I didn't have that before. This is really new. Yeah. But it's become something like I need to move. Mm-hmm. I already, I always knew it was good for me and I had to, I was actually starting to lose, I've lost a bit of uh, sensitivity to vibration in my feet, my hands. A neurologist tested this. We're going to do an MRI on my back. Um, but she thinks it might have been caused partly by working from home and just sitting in the same space. Yeah. And you're, you, you, you have a shitty chair with no padding on it and your feet don't touch the ground. Um, and you cross your legs and you yeah. know, like there's a whole thing there. No. So, um, I worked on my ergonomics, raised my, you know, my monitor. Um, I stand more often. My chair is probably still not the best. I'm still trying some new things, but anyway, but moving more, um, I feel like is, is better. And so it, it's funny because in the past I, you know, I would try and lose weight and I'm like, it's not working. I struggled. I was doing Weight Watchers and I think what it comes down to is a lot of little things. Yeah. 
it truthfully, and, and if you just do a, all these little things, aside from eating, we'll talk. It, it's funny because when we, the point of this was to talk about how weight loss is so important. There's different ways of looking at it, the way mm. you can slice and dice it. But I know everybody wants to know the how. Um, actually, I'm going to pause right there for a second. And I want to continue on the whys because they're really important. Mm-hmm. And some of the other things that I didn't know about, obviously, you can probably, you know, this is obvious. The less weight you have, the more energy you'll have. You can move more. Yeah. You know. Because you're, you're like the equivalent, you know, you and I have talked about this a bunch. You have lost two full backpacking backpacks. Yeah. Worth of weight. So now when you put your backpack on and we go backpacking, it's like you don't even have a pack on, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, there's no way that's not going to be easier. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that uh, overall, the lighter you are, it just puts you on a pathway to a healthier, healthier lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Everything you do, it gives you more confidence. You just because you can move more, you're more apt to try new things you know, physical things, things that are activities, yep. whether it be tennis or whatever it is. Yeah, like the reality is, it's like if you're, you know, 250 pounds or 300 pounds or whatever number, you know, um, you're probably not going to try rock climbing, <laughs> you know, yeah. like something that, that involves hanging from your fingertips Yeah. Um, or, you know, mountain biking where you got to ride your bike up ski hills. It's hard. Yeah. Like anything where you're overcoming gravity. Yeah. Um, you are rewarded by being light and fast. Yeah. Like, look at the Navy SEALs, right? Or any of the special forces. Mm-hmm. It's not giant jacked guys. You know, it's like relatively light. They look muscular, um, but they have a ton of endurance, mm-hmm. right? It's being like having high relative strength. Um, it's the same thing with like, unless you get into like the heavyweights, mm-hmm. look at any professional fighter. Mm-hmm. They're not giant jacked dudes with, you know, obviously uh, every, uh, every sport has a few exceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are genetic freaks out there. Um, but it's one of those things, anything that requires you to move your body around, uh, you know, rewards you for not being excessively big. Um, because you have to supply oxygen mm-hmm. to all that tissue. Yeah. Right. Um, go ahead. No, exactly. And I, and I think when it comes down to it, how do you do it? How do you wait, you know, yeah. lose weight? And so we, we talked about this in the one episode of where I talked about how I lost weight. I think the number one thing you talked about calories in calories out, but real simple is high protein diet with vegetables, low carbs. Yeah. And and quite honestly, I reduce my carbs. Like I just don't have any like when I say carbs, I'm talking about simple carbs. Yeah. I don't have any of that. I have whole foods. Um, I target wherever possible as much protein, basically a gram of protein for every pound that you weigh, which is a lot as far as I'm concerned. If you eat that and vegetables, you won't even be hungry to snack on anything else. No. Because <laughs> protein and the, and you and you stay full longer because protein um along with some healthy fats. Yeah takes longer to digest. Yeah. Right? So you're full longer. And and it doesn't oscillate your blood sugar. Right. So you you your energy feels more stable. Um that particular diet that I just mentioned now because you're reducing on the carbs like 
to like zero. You might have some complex carbs, like a sweet potato. You might have some rice. Um, I would probably stay away from the rice. Um, but potatoes or carrots, peas, they all have carbs. Yep. Fruit, right? I'd stay away from juice. But um, I would say that in itself is going to significantly reduce your inflammation in oh, your it body. Will. Because right? you're getting like a lot of... Because you're, you know, uh, controlling blood sugar levels, you're then controlling insulin levels. And then inherently you're going to control a lot of inflammation. Um, you know, and basically like systemic inflammation throughout your whole body um, for long periods of time ends up uh, and being over fat um, all lead to things like increase your risk of cancer, diabetes, you know, heart and stroke. Oh, totally. Uh, like heart attacks, strokes, Yeah. you know, all of these different um, health problems um, dramatically improve when you're leaner, lighter, and fitter. And you eat, you know, you're, you're basically, uh, your insulin responses through the day are more moderated. Um, mm. And so, you know, it's not just a cosmetic thing of looking good in your underpants, yeah. although that's a nice byproduct. Yeah. Um, all of these things we're talking about from a health standpoint, you just feel better. And if you feel better, then your family, you know, like you, you have the energy to do stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like your whole quality of life goes up. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it, it, it's such low hanging fruit. We're not saying it's easy. Right. Yeah. And, and you don't have to do it 100% of the time, but you, if you can do it 80% of the time, the 80 20 rule. Yeah. You know, a bastardized idea stolen from, like, economics. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, you know, as long as you don't completely fuck it up the 20% of the time. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, if you just... Because here's the thing. If you go on a diet and it's something that you can't continue to do after the diet's over, you know, it's it's a bit bit problematic and you gain the weight back. Yeah, because you figured it out, which is... Diets don't work. Um, I never did diet. Um, well, but Weight Watchers is a kind of... It, uh, I never did the cal- uh, calorie counting. What I did was the... Um, the points. The core, I think is what it was, pro- which was essentially eating whole foods. You know. And there was a point that if you want to have other stuff, you have some points left over. But they did, they, they, they turned it to such a thing, and I don't know what it is today, but basically if you ate whole foods, you didn't have to count any points. But did that work for you? It did. Um, what didn't work for me was, I don't know, like I, I, I did lose weight, um, but I couldn't get past it. And I think it was a combination. Um, you see, when you start to exercise, it's like a whole, it's like a domino effect for me. When I start to exercise, I drink more water, Mm -hmm. I drink more water and then I'm exercising and I lost my appetite after dinner. Like I I don't really want to eat after it. So it suppresses my my appetite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because you're working out, you're feeling good, you tend to clean up your eating anyway because yeah. of that. But you see how it's a domino effect. Plus you're burning calories and whatever strength training you've done has a, a burning effect for the next 24 hours. Yeah, and it has some, and you build a little bit of muscle and that muscle tissue is... It's like compound interest. Yeah. 
because muscle is biologically active tissue. It takes energy just sitting there. Whereas body fat takes very little energy to maintain itself. Mm -hmm. Muscles like, and this is the cool thing about strength training. You build some muscle and your metabolism goes up. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and then it makes it easier to burn body fat. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's win-win. You, you feel better, you're stronger, you can do more stuff, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it makes it easier to um, burn body fat. And I think the other thing that really pushed it to the next level was the keto diet. Um, that is a diet. Um, it's just a... Just a really when I say, yeah, when I say it's a diet, the menu plan, when I follow it, that is a very specific diet. I don't always like it, like the things that I eat, but I know it works. Yeah. And within a week, you can lose like 12 pounds because you're dumping water from your body from all of the carbs that you might have had in your body, even though it might have been much. But it's always like a, it helps me get to the next level that with a different exercise program. Like I did the 10,000 kettlebell swing challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it was a year ago, I lost 22 pounds, right? In that year. And to me, I consider that to be a great success because I've kept it off and I'm pretty much stuck at 170 right now. And um, which I haven't been since high school. Um, but it, it, it really has, see, what does it for me is changing it up. You talked about resetting your, what did you call that? Like your, your body weight set point. Yeah. Your set point. So I find in order for me to trigger that to decrease, um, I usually do another, I usually get back on the keto diet, right? For weeks, like maybe three weeks, three or four weeks. I should see generally about a 10 pound loss in that. Um, or I do a new exercise program and, um, you know, and I add different movements, mm-hmm. you know, like when I went from, like when I had done the 10,000 kettlebell swing challenge, I wasn't walking much, right? Mm-hmm. And now I have been. So I think when I started the keto diet again, I lost another five pounds. Like I only did it for like a week and a half, right? But I lost um, five pounds, and I think between that and all the walking I've been doing and consistently doing it, it's mm-hmm. helped. Yeah. Right? So, um, you know, I got to keep at it and just keep nudging away and drinking water and just clean up my eating. Clean up, stop eating the Reese's Pieces buttercups that I love so much and peanut butter and banana. Yeah. <laughs> That's my well, and, and thing. One of the things, though, that I have seen you've done, which is smart, is you sort of – you you – we set up a phase, right? Mm-hmm. Training, you know, there's something you're specifically working towards athletically. Um, and then uh, because of that, you know, the diet's a little tighter. You drop like five, 10, whatever. Yeah. And you get sort of down to a new point. And then we kind of consolidate there for a, a month or two. Yeah. Right. And then it's like refocus again and then go to the next level. Yeah. Right. Rather than try to like stay the course, yeah. you know, just nose to the grindstone. And this is for everybody figuring out what works for you. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, because it's that kind of thing of like doing it in steps, consolidate, stay here for a bit. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, both the the diet and training are kind of maintenance if you want to think of it that way yeah and then you kind of refocus and then go for it again yeah i think it's also resetting the motivation Mm -hmm. because there are times that i'll do the keto diet and i'm like "Uh 
And then, I, like, when I say the diet, I mean, like, the menu plan. Yeah. Like, I don't just eat keto foods. I kind of, when I'm just eating keto foods, I don't consider that to be. You're just eating a low-carb diet. I'm actually just eating a low-carb diet because the keto menu means a lot of fat. And for me to naturally eat fatty foods and make those, unless I like the, the recipe, like, I'm not going to go eat the uh, the chocolate that they make you eat, like, the um, the bacon fat chocolate. Yeah. It's kind of gross, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, or the muffins or, you know, or the uh, the bullet coffee shakes. I don't really like them. Mm. You know, I just do it because I, I know it'll work. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. and we should say, too, um, one of the reasons that you, rather than just sort of like a whole food, um, lower carb diet, uh, is there's a lot of evidence that uh, ketogenic diets, which are you know, almost zero carbohydrate um, uh, are good for people who are, uh, who have inflammation problems. Um, so that's one of the reasons why Catherine is doing it, not just, you know, as far as a weight loss thing, um, but we're, yeah. all the things we talked about with her knees, trying to, minimize the amount of inflammation it's pretty significant um because if she has a bunch of carbs her knees swell up yeah and i i have noticed it even at this weight i remember i think i said to him like wow my knees are really bugging me or you know or i'll eat carbs especially when you've been eating a lot of protein like just no carbs in your diet when you do you feel the sugar highs and lows yeah you feel like shit you know yeah which is probably a good thing tells you you know not to take them yeah um although i i do have them when we go biking but i'm also using you're, it up but you're burning it right away so you, i guess that's the reason why i don't feel the sugar high and low because i am well and when you're exercising the insulin response is muted mm. it's not as high because your body's it's just going right into the muscles so here's the thing you only get to have the sugar the candy if you've earned it or yeah it, hey you know if you want to put it that way yeah um, it's fair you know, although I don't think sugar is the best fuel when you're riding. Uh, you sure know. seems like jet fuel when I'm hiking sometimes. Um, Skittles. Yeah, when you're when you're when it, when it's a backpacking trip. Yeah. You're you're so in such a caloric deficit on those. Your body's happy to have anything. <laughs> um, uh, and one of the other tools because we didn't even talk about this yet because um, it's sort of a big topic. Mm-hmm. Um is because it, it mm. is like half of your diet plan or you know and when i say diet it's not going on a diet but like how, how i eat how you eat is intermittent fasting yeah I'm, I'm glad that you that's a perfect segue to what we want to talk about after which is complete fasting so intermittent fasting is when part of your day you fast not for the entire so intermittent fasting in, in this case we essentially shorten our window, window of yeah. Yeah, eating window um, from basically noon to dinner, so lunch and dinner. Yeah, and um, so after you've had dinner, you don't eat anything else until the next morning. You might have a coffee with no cream. You can put no sugar. You can put stevia. Yeah, um, that's fun, and that's actually a good thing, by the way. That's actually a trick to um, burning more fat. Is if you have that first thing in the morning, it releases your fat brown cells. Brown fat cells, yeah. Yeah. And um, and then if you go for an aerobic 
exercise like walking. Um, maybe have your heart rate, depending on your age, between 120 and 130. I'm 46. Um, then you'll effectively lose that weight. It just activates all that for you. Yeah. It's a nice little tip. Um, but um, that's usually what I have for breakfast, and that's it. I don't eat until lunch. Mm-hmm. So you've essentially eliminated a whole meal from yeah. your diet and calories. So I've, I've heard a lot of people uh, where I work have had success with that, and they've lost a lot of weight, aside from other whatever else they do for nutrition yeah um well because one of the one of the most powerful things though is uh when you go to bed right or like after your last meal and you you know you've had the insulin from it um and it's gone back down well then now you've given your body this big break right um like 16 hours Mm. till you eat again um and so it's such a simple way to, uh, you know, basically blunt the amount of time throughout the day um, that you have insulin elevated. Mm-hmm. And so all that time that you're fasting, like, you know, when you wake up in the morning, um, your body has gone, you know, like overnight when you're sleeping, um, your body has gone into a fat burning mode, mm-hmm. right? So rather no food than, to pull from, yeah. Yeah, so rather than stuff food in your mouth in the yeah. morning, you know, having a coffee and going for a walk, it just furthers that. Yeah. Right? Um, and, you know, it's one of these things, like the, this bullshit that we've heard our whole lives, like breakfast is the most important meal of the day. No, it's not. Like when you, when you start experiencing like intermittent fasting, A, you... I find mental clarity comes from it. Mm-hmm. Like your brain works well, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, you know, you're, you're giving your whole digestive system a break. Like you're not cramming food in it all the time. <laughs> well, that's the one thing I like about very much about the keto diet is that when you look at the quantity of food that you're eating, um, Yeah, overall, when you look at the quantity of food you're eating, because it has so much fat, you don't need a lot. Yeah. Therefore, um, you don't get that sleepy, tired, drunk effect. And you don't ever feel, you don't feel bloated. You don't feel bloated. That's immediate. Yeah. Within a week, a few days, you just do not have that pouch or pooch in your stomach. Yeah, and then you don't have the mid-afternoon... Coma. Coma, you know. Yeah. Um. And and this is this is not saying keto is like the only thing. It's just it, th- this is the way I like to explain it to people. Like it's really simple. Um, there are essential fatty acids, right? That are, that your body needs. Um, you know, omega three, six, and nines. You know, DHE, EPA. You know, um, look them up. Uh, there are essential amino acids that your body can't make. There are no essential carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are fuel. If you're not doing a lot, right? It's like keeping putting gas in your car when it doesn't, you know, during the pandemic, when it didn't leave your driveway, you know, eventually it's like every day you're taking a gas can, your car's full already, the gas tank's full and you're just pouring gas on your car because, you know, it's like, well, I'm giving it more fuel. Well, it doesn't need fuel. Right. It'd be cool if our watches actually had indicators as to how much could measure your level of carbs in your body. 
and determine whether or not you deserve to have so more. so actually there there uh, your watch can't do it but there's a thing um you can get that actually analyzes your breath oh yeah um and will tell you whether you're burning fat or carbs um and what you should be eating like uh, you know Oh, what's that? Uh, I I forget what it's called, but I I researched it and it's actually got half decent, like scientific uh, evidence behind it. Um, but that's one of the things. Like, if you're doing carbs, are used for like high output things. Yeah, we all eat too much though. Yeah, just right? because it tastes good. Yeah, and it's easy, and it's you know because it's the and thing. It stays. Um, it's shelf life. If it's is long. Yeah. You know. Bread, um, whatever. You know, yeah. it's bread and rice and potatoes and, yeah. um, you know, if, if, if you work on the farm and you're throwing hay bales all day, mm-hmm. have at it, Hoss. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you've you know, earned it. You need it. Yeah, right? you do. Like you, your, your gas tank yeah. is being depleted regularly. Yeah. But the fact is most of us don't do enough. No, we eat for enjoyment, not yeah. for necessity. Like we, we, we use like... And this is the thing for people to understand. Food is a drug, right? Mm-hmm. Because you take a drug to manipulate body processes, right? Well, when you eat, like when you eat, um, you know, carbohydrates, you'll, you produce insulin. When you eat protein, mm-hmm. you produce a hormone called glucagon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there's, there's these different hormone responses from the foods we eat um obviously there's all the vitamins and minerals in food uh you know some foods are inflammatory some foods reduce inflammation um you know so so uh what you eat is you know if you think of it that way um is like taking you know a drug Mm -hmm. well what do you want that drug to do right as opposed to, um, and you know, quite honestly, most people or a lot of people, and this will be one of those topics we talk about, uh, about living longer will be stress reduction and stress management. Yeah. <laughs> um, because a lot of people use food as an antidepressant. Yeah, for sure. Right? You know. Oh, yeah. And so if that is the case and I, I've been guilty of this before oh yeah like you, you, I almost ate a dog biscuit today because I'm like <laughs> I need to eat something I got to, I'm like what it's, and I realized that was a dog biscuit I'm not eating that you know but but it's the thing like we say yeah. you, you know we refer to it as eating your feelings yeah right oh totally nervous energy whatever you're just like ah right so yeah. and I think that's one of the things you run into the benefits that we have is we know that there is a a um antidepressant effect to, of exercise i was just gonna mention that right? yeah that's so yeah i think the fact that we exercise regularly manages it helps you know and this is somebody myself who who's suffered from you know um which like depression my whole life which you know probably comes from the concussions i've had but you know um and exercise is one of the tools i use to manage depression mm-hmm if I'm out of whack, I've also used food, right? Because you get that short-term dopamine hit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that highly palatable engineered food. Um, like, things that are, 
you know, we're not talking the outside of the grocery store, right? We're not talking the produce and the meat. We're talking about the Reese's Pieces Buttercups. Yeah. That stuff is engineered. I know. You know, like, think of it like, um, you know. They have Franken cups now. Yeah. But. It's good. Think it's about, you know, <laughs> like, saying the quiet part out loud. What was Lay's um, catchphrase? Bet you can't stop at one. Yeah. Bet you can't eat just one. Yeah. Yeah. Because you fucking engineered it that way, you bastards. Yeah. Right? Like, they knew. They've done studies with this shit. It's food science. Right? Yeah. They've engineered it so you will yeah. overindulge. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You just got to not buy that stuff. Um, you know, here's the thing. Like, And you, you got to watch how many times you do this. Because, I, I, you know, I, I was on the keto menu plan. And then I took my daughter out for a dinner date yesterday. And I said, let's go out for dinner tonight. I'm like, am I not going to eat the rice? In the past, I haven't. You know, I stuck mm. to it. I'm like, no, I'm going to have it. And I'll go back on to tomorrow, right? I just got to make sure I do that because it is a slippery slope. It can be, and you yeah. got to watch that. Um, so I guess overall, it's just being conscious of these things, realizing that exercise um, can be a great source of stress release for these other things yeah. that you might be dealing with, um, which is for somebody like myself who doesn't didn't always want to go for a walk or find it enjoyable, thought it became enjoyable because I attached something different to it. Like I, I might put on a meditation podcast while I go for a hike, mm-hmm. you know, or put on a weighted vest. Now it's not just walking aimlessly. It's actually for a purpose. Do you know what I mean? No. Or take a dog for a walk. And then I'm all, oh, here's my coffee and my podcast at the same time. Really enjoyed that, you know, and just go for a walk with my podcast, and my coffee in the morning. It's a ritual. Um, it, you, you start to attach these positive feelings to it. But you also get the other benefits. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just relaxing. It's your you time, right? So, um, yeah, I think for the weight loss and eating, um, the protein piece, what we talked about, and the vegetables, hands down works. Yep. But I think when you look, combine that with exercise, we already know that works as well, building more muscle. Um, you can just naturally burn more. But um, overall... Um, I forget what I was going to say. Well, that's okay. Um, but back to the fasting thing. Right. Now we're talking about, yes. Yeah, because we were talking about the intermittent fasting. Um, so there's a number of health benefits that come from not only the the ease of like fat and weight loss from well, it. What is fasting? for? What's your definition of fasting? Um, fasting is whenever you're not eating. For how long? What's the minimum amount to consider it fasting? Because there's intermittent fasting. Yeah, but but the fact is, is like they're all fasting. It's just the the duration and therefore the effect you're going for. Okay, so what um, duration are you talking about? I'm talking about all of them, right? So so okay. intermittent. So essentially, because you, fasting is not eating, mm-hmm. right? And that's why we refer to that first meal of the day as break fast, because you're breaking your fast that you had overnight. <laughs> that's why they call it that. Um, but essentially, if you move break fast to further in the day yeah there's health benefits that come from that it eases like you actually your your gastro gastrointestinal tract just fucking gets a break you're just not cramming shit down it all the time yeah wasn't meant to be you know a garbage factory working 24 7 you know um but then if you experiment with longer fasts right because when you're fasting Obviously, like 
you wake up in the morning, right? You obviously fasted when you slept. Um, if you extend that out, right? Obviously, in every day we do, you know, a 16-hour fast. Um, if you even periodically extend that out to 24 hours um, uh, or even 36 hours, um, there's a process in the body called autophagy, right? And I talked about how insulin is a storage hormone, mm-hmm. um, right? And if you're storing all the time, then you end up with like an A&E show about you. Um, but the flip side is a process in your body called autophagy. Um, and that translates, you know, from the Greek to be self-eating, and so what autophagy is, is when your body um, burns off or breaks down junk proteins, mm-hmm. um, junk cells, cleans the garbage out of your brain. Um, like to give you a perfect example, let's say you've lost a lot of weight. So you have a bunch of loose skin. Um, regular periods of extended fast, like 36 hours, um, uh, you know, even go like a 48 hour water fast where all you drink is water and coffee mm-hmm. for 48 hours mm-hmm. um, to maximize autophagy. If you do that like regularly, mm-hmm. because that loose skin is a bunch of extra collagen, a bunch of proteins, mm-hmm. um, not going to say like it's going to look like it's painted on, but you will actually see a reduction in loose skin because your body eats off those junk proteins um you know uh but that balancing right we want to have like a a nice balance between storing like that insulin does and basically house cleaning um and that's where like exercise stimulates autophagy caffeine stimulates autophagy Fasting stimulates autophagy, right? Because um, when you're not eating, like in that period, that's when your body's doing the house cleaning. It's burning off because it's got to burn something, mm-hmm. right? If you're not sticking it in, it's taking it from inside the house, right? It's house cleaning. But if uh, people are never giving their body a break because it's always in the storage mode, it's never going to house clean. Right. And um, there's some brilliant work. Um, uh, There's a doctor in Toronto um, who's done a lot of uh, research and study with fasting. Um, We'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, And, you know, it's, it's one of these things where that getting the body in a lower insulin state um he finds because he he specializes in kidneys right but a lot of his patients are obese um because obviously when you have more mass your kidneys also have to work harder right like you know when we're too big all the organs didn't get big enough to handle the amount of tissue we have Mm -hmm. right so they all the heart works harder the kidneys work harder the joints work harder everything is getting the shit kicked out of it um you know, so so one of the biggest things working with his patients is to decrease body fat. Um, and uh, whole foods and fasting 
and he'll yeah. get you know and he'll get people like you know uh like in severe cases doing you know like uh like 48 hour fasts mm-hmm. every two weeks and intermittent fasting every day mm-hmm. um which isn't hard, yeah. No. And once you start doing that, like there were a couple times that I almost did a 24-hour fast. I'm like, that wasn't hard. No. Yeah. You know, like I I, I wouldn't want to do one of our like three-hour epic mountain bike rides mm-hmm. in the middle of a 24-hour fast. Yeah. Right? Because you are burning a lot of carbohydrate and right. you can get depleted and bonk in those situations. Um, but doing one of my half-hour weight training workouts in the middle of a fast, mm-hmm. no problem. You got more than enough carbohydrate in your system for that. Uh, lots of walks. Um, you know, one of the simple things to do, like if you want to accelerate your fat loss, is intermittent fast every day. So do a, a 16-8, right? So you have an eight-hour eating window each day, but three days a week, one meal a day. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're eating only one meal a day, it's almost impossible not to be in a caloric sur- or deficit, right? And make sure it's healthy foods, you know? Yeah. Um, like whole foods, vegetables, and, you know, protein. Um, but if you do that like three times a week and then you intermittent fast the rest of the time, once you sort of get into the rhythm of it, it's really not that hard. Mm-hmm. Like y- your body adapts pretty quickly to it. Mm-hmm. Your body turns into a fat burning machine, right? You become fat adapted, um, you know, and the big thing is just make sure you get enough electrolytes. Yeah. Um, and it, it's such a powerful tool, like the power of fasting because a, it's free. <laughs> um, it actually frees up a bunch of time for you. Um, and even, you know, as a mom, uh, when you've got your kids, if you were to do like one meal a day, well, you get your kids up and get them off on their way. Right. Cause you, you, you know, every day you're doing your intermittent fasting anyway. Mm-hmm. Sure does. Um, you know, lunch. Yeah. You just don't. I've eat had it. a lot of people say that it's just, it's so much easier to get the day started. Yeah. Yeah. And then you still can have the nice family dinner together, mm-hmm. right? And so you didn't have to screw up anybody else's approach to life right? to execute your plan, yeah, right? And, it, you know, it has a number of health benefits. Um, and that's sort of the power of some of these things, right? Um, because they're remarkably simple. Um, and, you know, if you can, you know, get some fasting in, um, and you know, even doing the thing of like, for if if it's if it's a big leap for somebody to just sort of go to intermittent fasting, right? We play the the incremental game. So mm-hmm. do it two days a week to start with, just just the intermittent fasting. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. And then go to three. Yeah. And before you know it, seven days a week you're not eating breakfast. It's highly convenient. You know, it's easy. And you'd be amazed, like, so many people are like, oh, like, when I talk to people at work, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, oh, how should I do this? And, you know, it's like, everybody's always asking me fitnessy questions. Um, and it's like, well, this is the easiest. Oh, but I couldn't do that. Like, I would never have any energy. It's like, you're, you're surprised. 
you're asking me these questions because you're overweight. You have tons of energy. Your problem is you can't access it. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> um, well, guess what? Like, if you're fasting, you're accessing it. Your body will go, oh, I guess this is what we're doing now. <laughs> and Well, I think it's just the way that they feel. They have that cloud over them. But a lot of it has to do also with sleep. But just if you don't move, like when people move and they exercise, you sleep better. Mm-hmm. Right? Your function, your body functions more efficiently. Right? So it recovers better than probably just on the crap, you know, the, the shitty diet mm-hmm. and lifestyle that you're leading. Yeah, because it's it really, you know, we're, we're talking some low-hanging fruit, which is a few times a week, lift some heavy stuff. You know, resistance training. I don't care how you do it. You know, we're, we're like uh, the, the resistance training guide um, that we, we made available for download of the last episode. Um, you know, you can check that out. Uh, then intermittent fasting, eat whole foods, you know, like maybe the fasting might be a new idea for some people. Right. But a lot of these things aren't rocket science, right? Like you've heard them before. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, part of it is you need to ask, it's like, what do I have that I want to be around for? that will actually get you doing the things, you know? I, I have found in my experience that when you do it as um, just one step at a time, do the exercise, just do it. Mm-hmm. Don't even worry about doing it five days a week or whatever, or yep. three days or four, just do one. Yeah. You always felt, wow, that was really good. I really like that. I slept well. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. and so you just commit to one day a week and then ne- next thing you'll know, you'll make room for two. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. you start to buy into it and you start to adopt it because of all the positive effects. It's the same thing with intermittent fast, the same thing with eating. Mm-hmm. You know, you just um, plan. Planning's big for eating, what you're going to eat, you know, knowing what you're going to have the next day, pulling out the meat out of the freezer or buying the food. Well, here's one of the simple, like, and this everybody should know already, but I'm going to repeat it. Never go grocery shopping on an when empty stomach. right and write out a list before you go bet you can't stick to your list that's a free-to-lay one (laughs) (laughs) do you know how many times the kids are like i thought you were just going for one thing well you know um, (laughs) my list wasn't complete enough yeah because if if you think like so many of the things um when it comes to longevity right and there's there's we're gonna get in the weeds in in other episodes right but so many of them are move more, you know, do a lot of easy movement. Walking is the easiest one, but a yoga class, ride your bike, you know, whatever. Variety, yeah. But a lot of easy movement, um, a little bit of hard movement. And that can be, you know, obviously strength training. We're big fans of our kettlebells and body weight movements. Um, but do some hill sprints, some, you know, whatever. Like some hard stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, have somebody like, you know, go to a parking lot, put your car in neutral and push the car around, <laughs> you know, we haven't done that yet. Um, uh, you know, that can be a fun, you know, like just uh, the things, kids would have fun. With yeah. That. But things that are hard, um, you know, we, we want a little bit of hard in there. Uh, eat whole foods. Lots of protein, you know. 
give your body a break from food. Because like think of like how many people, you know, with a pet, you feed your dog once a day, he's fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like like we were not meant to constantly be eating. Yeah. You know, and uh you know, when you when you look at a, like a lot of the research models, both in rats and in humans, because mm. um, obviously they do a lot of studies in rats as an analogous to humans, um, as far as mammals go. Because they look and, like rats. <laughs> um, but um, r- reducing calories and weight uh, extends life. So on that note. You know, it's a thing. Go do some push-ups and... Uh, uh, don't eat any candy. <laughs> As tomorrow's Halloween. <laughs> well, it's, it's a couple of days. A couple of days, but nevertheless. Which is why I did not buy my Halloween candy to give out just yet. I will buy it the day of, and I'll put it all out there in a bowl Yeah, if it's not gone. Yeah, like, and it's funny, because I've uh, at work people have been offering me Halloween candy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, thanks, no. Like, uh, we, we had a... Uh, product knowledge you know a rep oh, from one of the yeah. companies came in today um and they had like halloween candy it's like oh thanks you can, somebody else can have mine right <laughs> all it takes is a little bit of discipline yeah right yeah it's like what do you want yeah you know same, same. Li- life is a simple thing what do you want and what are you willing to give up to get it you got it you know so so stay tuned there'll be more and uh, i'm really looking forward to talking about the topic on sleep i'm trying out some Sleep and supplements. Supplements. And and saunas. Saunas. I want to do one on um, blood reports. Oh, yeah. Nerd out. (laughs) We like to get a doctor on for that one. Um, It's really interesting stuff. The worst part is, like, no shot to any doctors who might be listening. Um, But with a lot of, like, the the blood stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, like, analyzing, like, the science nerd shit. Mm so many of the ones I talk to don't really know. They look at the chart, like, and if something's in the range, it's like you're good. Yeah. Right. They it's not. They don't take a step back and and look at the big what picture. Else. And, and yeah, and oh, you're working out. You worked out intensely, Catherine, this week as you did your blood test. That was not. A yeah, good like if they look at the creat, <laughs> like yeah, because one of the one of the things you run into is like if they look at the creatinine levels. Yeah. Um, which is sort of a marker for your kidney health. Yeah. If you exercised super hard the day before, it's going to look like you have kidney disease, right? Because you, you've broken muscle down and your body flushes the stuff out. Yeah. Right? It's a transient little spike. In, 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 uh, or if you even just take creatine, right? Which we actually, one of the things we will recommend down the road, um, will show up uh, elevated levels but you're perfectly fine. Right. Right. So how, Oh, by the way, uh, my daughter was really concerned about me being on the keto diet. So she wanted to run some tests and I did a more exhaustive test cause I had access to my benefits. So I did the full $550 blood work. Right. And, uh, yeah, it turned out that despite being on keto, my cholesterol or yeah, your HDL was really good. Your LDL was really good. Is that cholesterol? Your- uh, the high density lipoproteins and the low density. Okay. Low is bad. Low density is bad. High density is good. Okay. Like the low density ones are the ones that stick to your arteries and clog mm. everything. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I had really good levels considering that I had a lot, have a lot of fat in my diet. 
Yeah, because... That she was worried about. Yeah, like, and this is the thing, but this is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? People equate high fat with cholesterol problems, where it's almost always high sugar diets that give you shitty cholesterol numbers. Mm. Right? So, again, you know, not that all carbohydrates are bad. Yeah. It's just in, in excess they are. And then we've also noticed that my inflammation markers from a couple of years ago to now are, are significantly lower. Yeah. And that's just a result of my exercise and diet. Yep. Which is huge because in my case, it affected my knees. Yeah. And therefore my quality of life. Yep. Even, be- that, even before you're old. I know. You know. And so. With, and with that note, because uh, I'm getting old, I'm, yep. I'm getting sleepy as I'm <laughs> getting older by the minute. Yeah. So... Everybody remember, um, you know, try to get out and move a little bit, like uh, work hard, play dirty and, uh, you know, keep live long and prosper. Yeah.